Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good people. It is Wednesday, April the 12th, 2023. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that, I appreciate you being in the building. Shout out to the people that pay the bills. Underdog Fantasy, go to Underdog Fantasy right now. Use the promo code WAKEUP for an instant deposit match up to $100. But the best part about it is, if you do that, you get access to our Discord for the year for free, where we're talking Underdog Big Board Superflex strategy. Right now, I'm currently in 30 Superflex slow drafts, but we are doing this 24-7, 365, or at least until the contests are filled up. All summer, Best Ball Mania 4, the Big Board, Little Board, Puppies, all that good stuff over at Destination Devi. Partnered with Underdog. Let's get it. But Jay, before we get started, man, I got to say happy birthday to my little man, Ryland Drew, my youngest, well, my oldest, turned six today. So uh, had to give little man a shout out. He said he's going to watch on the show. So little GQ, my little baseball star, Jay, six years old today, man. Time is flying. It was just, feels like just yesterday um, when we started to channel out and started to do this, I was in his toy room recording videos like the old destination if anybody wants a good laugh go pull up like reverse filter by like date and go look at the old dd episodes man we were uh we were young jay we were young and we were trying some cool stuff it's awesome to see uh how far we've kind of taken this thing and it's all because of y'all good people in the chat, it's because of people like you, Stanley, Timothy, Roe, Patrick Price, Ricardo, Fizzle Dollars, Dynasty Barry in the building, Chris Pello, Lindsey Mack, my girl, Seven Goat Seven Goat Rings, Raymond Morris. Like, it's all of y'all. It's all of y'all. So I just want to say thank you. Wish little man a happy birthday. Jay Rich, get your ass to the screen. What you doing, man? You're on mute. You're on mute. You're, I didn't mute. I, it says guest has muted themselves. I'm looking at it right now. It literally says guest has muted themselves. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. It says guest has muted themselves. I'm not. What? It's, there you go. See, you just clicked a button and what do you see? I see you smirking over there. Look at you. I'm just Oh, you're hiding the fish. Like, oh, yeah, what's know, up? But, what's up? How um, you doing? Definitely wants to have a birthday to the little man. And when, if he wants to see a real team play baseball, Tell him to let me know because I know I know that you would be happy to come take a trip out to Toronto. He can watch a real team play baseball. Doesn't have to watch the Rangers. Maybe he could go to Houston, but Houston, yeah, you know, they're, they're not, all right. Houston's all right. I know Houston's you like going right. to Houston, but they're, they're they're not so good. They need Jose Altuve back. But uh, man, this show is gonna be fun. Uh, Mel's mock draft was awesome. We got the beast from Dame Brugler, yeah. and I was telling you before the show. I ain't gonna get through all this for a while. Like it's yeah. it's it's massive, and there's a lot to get through with this. But a lot of great notes. Um, very interesting to see that we've seen a lot of analysts change their tune on a lot of players, but Dane has really been dug in on a couple, and that has not changed. What he's hearing, what he's seeing, um, all of his reports and the grades he has on some of these players has not changed. So it's very interesting to see how this all may play out. And uh, Ray. I'm just excited, man. Draft season is here. Uh, I was up late last night doing an AMA with Adam for 4D Chess. So. It's been a long night, but I expect everybody who was there last night to be here today with us because we have a great show lined up for everybody. Yeah, man. There's a lot of st I mean, like you said, Dane Brugler, shout out to Dane. His publication, The Beast, came out. Draft Guide. You got Draft Guides coming out left and right. You got a lot of analysts changing their tune right now. You got players rising. You got players falling. 
Jay, something really cool that uh, we are working through right now is, you know, a lot of everything that we do is film-based. We start to incorporate a lot of analytics. But um, shout out to my fraternity brother, Corey Yates, uh, one of the founders of Real Analytics, uh, working with him right now to kind of create... I don't know. I don't know what I want to call it right now, but like a composite score where it takes um, our director of analytics, Jordan Backus, and his pre-draft NFL analytics model combined with what I do with Film Score, and then this beautiful product um, by Real Analytics called um, IGA Score, in-game athleticism score. You see it right here on the screen. You can find them at Real Analytics on Twitter, and it's Real R E E L Analytics, like real film, real. Uh, but an in-game athleticism score where it, where it's giving you um, a player's sort of their percentile of max speed, time to hit max speed, GPS data tracking, right? You see right here on the screen, yards of separation created from this player based on GPS data and sort of how they compare to NFL percentile ranks. So this is something that I really want to incorporate into my process because it gives a way to sort of quantify what you're seeing on tape, which... I mean, film in, its, in itself is very subjective. The eye of the film watcher and how much they actually know about the game or scheme or down and distance situation. So to incorporate something like this into film process, um, I think it'd be really sweet. I think it'd be really good. So, Jay, I'm excited about it, man. Working with Real Analytics. We're going to figure something out real soon. Get the finished product out there to the people, man. But, Jay, like you said, um, Brugler... We've got Mel Kuyper. We got a lot of stuff. He said the audio is acting up. Can you? Uh, it, do I sound bad to you, Jay? You're good to me. Yeah, yeah. No I, on my I feel like it I figured like it'd it's... be me acting up because you know my connection goes in and out sometimes. Yeah, we're, but we're, yeah, you're we're good. good. You're good. Uh, he said refresh. They said refresh, refresh, just refresh, right? The Hit people the refresh got our button, back. and then we'll uh, we'll see. All right, Jay. Let's talk to Dane Brugler real quick. I just want to know who Dane has top five running backs. Top five wide receivers, top five tight ends. Let's just hear it because there's a lot of, lot of people. For most folks, the running backs, you know, it's going to be Bijan and Gibbs one and two for most people. But uh, give us, uh, give us the top five running backs, top five receivers, top five tight ends according to Brugler in the Beast, and we won't give it all away. All right, so we'll start with the running backs because um, I think they're kind of the most set in stone outside of one guy. It's uh, Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs and Jack Charbonnet, Devon A-Chain, right, who you've been on and off about, but Brugler's still in, right? We were in on him kind of early January, February. Brugler has remained in throughout this whole process, and then Tajay Spears is uh, fifth on that list. He's got second, third round grades for Gibbs and Charbonnet, and then A-Chain and Spears are firmly entrenched as third round grades for him. Going to the wide receivers, we have JSN at one, the only true first round grade um, really? on Brugler's. Yeah, the only player the that only got a first round, first round grade. grade well, he has he has like kind of a middle one two, like a first second round yeah, grade yeah, yeah, on yeah, guys. Yeah. So Addison, Hyatt, and Flowers and uh, Quentin Johnston all got that first second round grade, and so that in order is his next four. Is you have Addison, Hyatt, Flowers, and Quentin Johnston all with first to second round grades, and then JSN is the only one who he thinks for sure, for sure, for sure, and I think we all agree is going to be a first rounder. And then the tight ends, um, a little interesting here, right? Then you're gonna like this one if you didn't look at it yet. Michael Mayer, number one, Dalton Kincaid, number two, Luke Musgrave, number three, Darnell Washington, number four, and Tucker Craft, number five. We were talking about Tucker Craft very recently, and I asked you, you know, you're still in, you know, and you were, Scott was giving you shit because it's like small school, tight end, all this stuff, but... I mean, Dane Brugler's in. He's got a second, third round, or he's got a firmly entrenched second round grade for Kraft. Laporta is a second, third round grade, and everyone else is either a first round grade in Mayer and Kincaid, and then a first, second round for Musgrave and Darnell Washington. So who was the very high draft? Who was RB five? You said it was Bijan, Gibbs, Charbonnet, A Chain, -Chain and, and Tajay. Tajay Spears, and then the wide yeah. receivers are JSN, Addison. Addison. Hyatt, Flowers. Flowers, and then Johnston. And Johnston fifth. Okay. And then Downs was sixth. Downs was sixth. For everyone who's a big Downs guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for most people, I think that's, those are the names in some order, right? You know, those yeah. are the names for most folks. And it's interesting, as we started off the process, it felt like Jordan Addison was the one that was sliding, but now he's kind of just steady Eddie and it's QJ, the one that seems like is kind of sliding down the board a little bit. You know what I mean? That's what it feels like. Um, 
We'll yeah. see. But Mel Kuyper did give us a two-round mock. But, Jay, I have for two days, I've neglected the people. For two days, I've neglected yeah. the people. So I got some super chats that I want to get out of the way right now that we didn't get to last Wednesday and we didn't get to on Monday. So let's start with this one right here. My man, David. Shout out to David <laughs> from across the pond. Um, David sent this in like a week ago, but he said, of all the NFL experts and dynasty experts whose mocks, whose mocks do you trust the most? Other than Jay Rich, on a serious note, what's your prop bets for landing spot uh, in the draft? I've got Bijan to Dallas and Hooker to Seattle. Whose mocks do you trust the most, Jay? Um, today, nobody's, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I mean, David can make fun of me, but I won the draft contest last year. You and did? the reason why you I won is because I waited till like the absolute last moment. And you're going to see so many things change. And I think the hardest part about predicting landing spots this year is I don't know if I would go after the top end assets because I think there could be a lot of movement at the top. I would probably be targeting some of the lesser known players because we kind of know the teams that will be targeting running backs and wide receivers. And I think at that point, you can start to try and put together a betting card if that's the way you want to go. But to be honest, if it was right now, I would probably not be betting them because even though you can get some value out of it, I just don't know if that value is going to be worth it when the draft ultimately comes around in a couple of weeks. And so for me, um, I mean, it's it comes down to a lot of things. It's not just one person's mock. It's like every mock we've seen all the information coming in. It's a combination of absolutely everything. But uh, you're not going to really hear a lot of information probably till Tuesday or Wednesday before the draft. And that's when you're going to get the, well, Stingley might go to Houston at three. And then all of a sudden, what do you know? He goes to Houston at three, right? Sauce was heavily targeted by the Jets. And um, all these things that kind of played out last year, I don't think at the top it's going to be that easy to predict because of all the potential movement and things that could happen with these quarterbacks. Yeah, there's not one source that I trust more than the other. I just kind of take it all in. And I, and when I'm looking at it, sometimes I'm just like, this is a fantasy mock. This feels like an NFL mock. I just yep. kind of take it all in. So there's not one person or place that I trust more than the other. I just consume as much mock draft. Info. I love doing it. Like, I really love looking at the rationale behind why people have certain players mocked to certain spots. And it's not just for a fantasy perspective. It's also team fit. I'm, I'm very curious Absolutely. as to if my thoughts on a team and players that, that seem to fit their mold to make their team better actually land up come, or come into fruition. So I look at everything. I like all mocks. I'm looking at everything. Some of them you read through and you're kind of like, all right, this one seems pretty far-fetched. And you read through some and be like, this feels really realistic. And I think the one from Mel today – is, was It felt quite realistic to me, so we shall see. Two more Super Chats. We got one from Dylan right here. Shout out to Dylan. And then Jasmine sent these in. I think this was a week ago, too. Um, but better to trade away rookie picks pre or post NFL draft. I mean, there's, pro there's pros and cons to doing each, right? You trade yeah. away a pick that you think is going to be Gibbs. They get bad landing spots. The, your league mates overreact. You know, maybe you should have waited. Or you hold on to it, you trade post-draft. Now Bijan Robinson lands on Philadelphia and the 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 cost for that one on one goes up, right? It could it either way, I think there's I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. Um, if I have those picks this close to the NFL draft, like unless it's something that I just can't turn down, I'm just gonna play the game. I'm just gonna play the gamble, wait for the landing spot to play out. Hopefully the, the cost for that prick rises another 10, 15% based on the capital and landing spot. So that's the answer to that one. And then Jasmine, I get the know your league explanation, but can we all agree this Kincaid slide would never happen at a 12 team, 1.5 tight end premium three, two, he went 38th. So this is in reference to Dalton Kincaid sliding a little bit in our one, in our recent mock with Cody Carpentier and Scott Connor and in probably most leagues, 1.5 premium for those people who are uninitiated and not tapped in, yeah, they, they probably would take the tight ends at the top of the second, back of the first. Oh, it's 1.5 tight end premium, but you can look at the data on, on that type of scoring format. It just doesn't move the needle. Like outside yeah. of a handful of tight ends, and I wouldn't even say a handful, Kelsey, Andrews. It's one. <laughs> Hawkinson, outside of those guys, what we hope Kyle Pitts can become, it doesn't move the needle. So I know he went 3-2 in that mock that we did. 
And in leagues that you play with us, no one's taking tight ends, even in a 1.5 premium that high. It's just not going to happen, Jay. Not going to happen. But when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's dive into, uh, you want to dive into Mel's Mock and start running through yes. this one, Jay? Absolutely. Love All right, Mel's let's do mock. it, man. Let's get fun. to it. Let's get to Kuiper's old mock. Here we go. Mel Kuiper's mock. We got Nikes on this side. We'll cover that up. And uh, starting off at 101. And it seems like Bryce Young is now the betting favorite to be selected number one overall. I think he's minus 200 on DraftKings, Jay. Something like that. Yeah, man. I'm I'm not happy about it, Ray. I I. I want to believe it's a smokescreen because I it's just, not. I really want to see Stroud go there. But you're right, man. This is like when it was first reported, the lines didn't move. And then a couple of days ago, it's like, woof, they switch like entirely. I'm just kind of like, I don't know, man. I just don't. I, and that's why, I'm, I'm, you know, David asked the question. It seems that way today, but it seemed like it was Stroud locked in like for a month. So there's still a lot that can change. Uh, but Ray, how do you feel about Bryce in Carolina? Because we really haven't talked about it all that much. I don't know. I mean, I'm fine with it, man. I'm fine with it. I know a lot of people um, in the draft world don't. They don't they don't think that he's not good, but they're like he doesn't have any doesn't have a big arm. He's, he's not big. He can't see over the line. He can't push the ball. They just don't think he's the number one overall pick caliber of quarterback. Um, a lot of people yeah. in the draft community. So it'll be interesting. And if, if this happens, Jay, everything that we're hearing right now, and I know Texans fans don't want to believe it, but we're hearing that they, they're not as high on C.J. Stroud yep. as we think they may be. Now, Mel has Stroud going two to Houston right here. I'm hearing a lot of smoke that they would not take C.J. Stroud, that they would go in a different direction. But um, if Stroud ends up in Houston, how do you feel about him with D'Amico Ryans and this sort of rebuild Texans franchise? I think it's okay. But I think, like you said, it's just a little bit less enthusiastic about a Houston landing spot. And especially, you know, knowing that he, C.J. Stroud has Deshaun Watson's agent, so there would probably be some tension there between them and the organization. There's a lot of things that point to C.J. Stroud not ending up in Houston. But the yeah. bigger thing is that, you know, they are, I think they are set up to succeed. They have a lot of picks. They could take a receiver at 12, right? So that would obviously bolster them. And I think at that point, you'd say, well, they got some pretty good running backs. They got Dalton Schultz. They got Nico Collins. They brought in Robert Woods. Like, it's not great, but hopefully over the course of the long term, they will be building something great. But to your point, the more interesting and the thing that I want to see is them pass on quarterback, them trade the pick, them take a defensive player, because then. At this top of the draft, all bets would truly be off. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it going. So in this mock, the Tennessee Titans jumped up with the Carolina, uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. And I think they are. I think Arizona is going to trade this pick. It's too valuable. It's too valuable. They're going to trade the pick. And Tennessee jumps up eight spots. They've already said they're out on Malik Willis. Ryan Tannehill's a free agent in 24. They are sort of in a mini rebuild in Tennessee. And they select quarterback Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Six foot four, 240, size adjusted, most athletic quarterback of all time. You don't like it. I don't mind it. So you tell me why oh. you think this is such a bad. Sp I mean, this is how I felt about the New England Patriots yesterday, but I don't mind the Tennessee Titans and Anthony Richardson at all. So you go ahead and tee off as to why you don't like it because I think. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't. This is I don't know why you wouldn't like this fit. You got a quarter a coach who wants to run the ball. You've got Richardson, who's that's his best skill set. Uh, they don't have a ton of weapons, but neither do the Texans nor the Panthers. So why do you not like the Titans? 
I just don't want any players going to the Titans. It just seems like they are destined for horrible things in the future. You know, Jacksonville's on the rise. Houston's on the rise. Indy's on the rise. How like, do you say Tennessee Houston? Is how, not on earth, how on earth? How on God's Where is Green Houston earth? going to go? Where they can't go. But they can't, can't get worse. No, can't let you get away with that. You can't how? sit here today and say do you, the Houston okay. Texans are on the rise. No, sir. No, sir. Okay, so. No, sir. Tennessee, right now, they have Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. They are potentially going to trade Derrick Henry. If that happens, they are on, they are right in line for a top five pick. So at that point, it's like I just don't see a world where A. Rich can thrive in this style of offense. I think he could be great in play action, but again, the volume just isn't going to be there. So then is he is he going to run a lot because he's not going to throw the ball a lot? Derrick Henry's still there. It just feels like it's not the best spot for him. Of all the spots that I've seen, and I, I get the, the lack of love for the Patriots spot, but at least he was drafted at 14. He could sit, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I just don't want to see one of these quarterbacks go to Tennessee. I just don't think it's a good spot. I don't think they've been building that team very well. It's just not a spot I want to see. So for me, you wouldn't be QB4. I'd probably say I'm QB3, but it just it's a lot tougher when, you know, at four, we have Will Levis going to Indy in a spot that I do really like a lot. So what are your thoughts on A-Rich going to the Titans? I think it's fine. I, I think you're wilding on this one. I think it's a fine spot. Um, it, some uh, People are saying, why Why does, you know, why are you not liking this spot? I mean, they, he's got Ryan Tannehill, so there is no pressure to put him on the field from day one, not from day one. Uh, the offensive line is a problem, so they need to upgrade that. But this is a, this is a team that wants to run the ball. Then, yes, they would run the ball with Derrick Henry and Anthony Richardson or whomever they have at running back. Like, this is – I don't know. It doesn't feel as bad of a spot as, as I think that you're making it seem. It's not like Tennessee has been a dumpster-fired team over the past couple of years. They've been a competitive club. They're building a new stadium. It makes a ton of sense to have some excitement going into that new stadium that they're building. I don't, I don't hate the spot at all. Mike Vrabel wants to run the ball, and he made Ryan Tannehill in that offense very, very good. Now, it's interesting because Tannehill did this like on the back nine of his career, but if Tannehill could be usable in fantasy and Ryan Tannehill was somebody that was an underrated sleeper, give me the younger, more athletic version who didn't play wide receiver in college. I think this is a fine spot for Anthony Richardson. Yes, I would love him to go to Indianapolis or Seattle, but I don't think Tennessee's a bad spot at all. Not at all. Will Levis to Indianapolis? Yeah, I think that'd be an ideal spot for any one of these quarterbacks, whether it's C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, or Anthony Richardson. I think the Colts make a ton of sense. You've got a good running game. You've got weapons on the outside. You've got an offensive coordinator that just worked with Jalen Hurts and led him and that team to a Super Bowl. So this would be a great spot for Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, or C.J. Stroud. The real kicker is we got four quarterbacks off of the board, first four picks, and for super flex drafts, this would be fun. Like, this was what we would want. But I think the Tennessee landing spot is fine. It's not the best spot. I don't think it's the worst spot that he can hit or any of the quarterbacks. And then Will Levis to Indianapolis is just a smash fit. I love it. And a lot of people would be uh, trying to talk themselves out of not drafting Will Levis because they for don't sure. like him for whatever reason. But I think it's a good landing spot. All right, as we scroll down this mock, I just want to stop here. The Detroit Lions, Thor Nystrom and I did a show with Pat Mayo earlier this week, and we both mocked Will Anderson to Detroit. Just want to say, you put him opposite Aiden Hutchinson, good luck. That is a devastating defensive line. We scroll down the board a little bit in Philadelphia. It doesn't take B. John Robinson, but the Houston Texans do pair Jackson Smith and Jigba up with his college quarterback, C.J. Stroud, at 12 this, again, feels like another one of the worst-kept secrets that Houston is going to upgrade the wide receiver position. And by all accounts, Ohio State uh, wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba is the top wide receiver in this class. So you pair him with C.J. Stroud. There's a real conversation at 104. Will people prefer JSN or Will Levis even in Superflex formats? I think this is a good fit. Good, good situation for him. There is no true wide receiver one on that team. And I think JSN would have an opportunity to smash right away in fantasy. Yeah, Ray, you hit all the you hit the nail on the head is that if he goes and plays with this college quarterback, I think you'd pretty quickly get the well, this could be Burrow Chase light, like very fast, right? Those two guys going into Houston. Um, you you know, the chemistry would be there. They'd be on time right away. Like all the things that you want to see from that relationship between quarterback and wide receiver would already be developed at Ohio State. So 
it would be very difficult to pass on JSM because to your point, I think he would be phenomenal out the gate. And, and I think if he was paired with Stroud, it's probably in some ways scenario for him. I'd be curious how the community would react though, because Levis in a good landing spot probably still doesn't necessarily trump Stroud and Young or Stroud and uh, JSN paired together in Houston. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a nice fit. And I didn't even I didn't even think about the Burrow Chase Light yeah. connection, but it would be fun. I would love to see it. I mean, that's who CJ Stroud had when uh, JSN led that team in receiving. So uh, yep. that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Your New England Patriots to get Christian Gonzalez. What a pick. I would love I what a pick. Him or Joey Porter, man. I would what a what a pick by it. New England. All right, Green Bay Packers. They go tight end one off the board. Don Kincaid got a clean bill of health, said that back is okay. So the Green Bay Packers load Jordan Love up with more receive. I think they're just gonna, I think they're going to give Jordan Love every opportunity to be good. They didn't want to do it for Rodgers. They're about to get Dalton Kincaid and Rasheed Rice, and they're about to just load the offense up with weapons to help Jordan Love out. Dalton Kincaid in Green Bay, Jay. This would be a great fit for a very good pass-catching tight end. Would love it. Would love this fit for Kincaid. And in tight end premium leagues where the tight end actually matters, 175, two points per reception, have to start two tight end. Dalton Kincaid is a top what dynasty tight end if he's selected 15th overall. I saw some people saying he and Michael Mayer are top 10 tight ends from day one. Yeah, I think you can make the case for sure. In terms of value and where you got to draft them, I, I could definitely make that case. Um, but I think the good thing about Green Bay is I believe the volume could be there for Kincaid pretty early. Um, I know we got the clean bill of health, but I still think in my back of my mind, I'm just hoping that he can stay healthy, right? Because right, he has had a right. couple injuries. But at 15, I mean, he'd have to probably be I think you could make the conversation, have the conversation is like for those back end receivers that were not really loving the QJs, the Josh Downs, like you'd probably have to put them above those guys. The question is, is that would you put them potentially above a Jordan Addison who gets good draft capital and a good landing spot and then a Jalen Hyatt and all those guys, but it depends, right? You're Um, talking about, it depends on two points per reception or have to start too tight in, you know, that in that format. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah, right? In a, in a, in a yes. format where they matter, right? Or could they hit yeah. that 1-7, 1-8, like yes. right behind, you know, that JSN, Will Levis, potentially RB3, yes. RB2, RB3 tier? I think that's where you might want to take a shot because these guys could be really good. And to yep. your point, definitely, I could see top 10 for Mayer and for Kincaid. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Back to back. Uh-oh. I don't know what people would do. It just, but Ray, it's just Pittsburgh 17, Zay Flowers. Now what? Now, how, how do you stop the Antonio Brown comps now? How do you do it? How do you, how do you run that train off the tracks? Oh, it, because the train it, is off the track. The train is, <laughs> it's off the tracks and it's still going. You, It's still going. It doesn't even need damn tracks, man. The train is, he, Zay Flowers 17 overall to Pittsburgh Steelers. Jay, yeah, I mean, it would be Antonio. At that point, and I'm then, in. And then he wouldn't wear number 84. He'd just wear number four. So yeah. then it's like... <laughs> it just... Yeah. And the question is, Ray, is like, then where does he play? Who's, does he who's play... asked out? Who's asked out? Uh, Deontay Johnson, Pickens, or... what? Who is it? First of all, I mean, Kenny Pickett, Man. talk about the weapons Kenny Pickett has. He's got... Yep. Najee and Jalen Warren, Pat Fryermuth, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and Zay Flowers. I mean, Kenny Pickett, if you can't get it done with these weapons, now O-line is still a problem, but if you can't get it done with these weapons, man, who's 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 asked out? I mean, man, I don't know. Is it is it Flowers early? Is it is it Deontay? Is it Pickens? It's it's hard to say, man. I think it's one of those things where, depending on Deontay's contract, if they did want to move on after this season, that's when Flowers take the step step forward. And I think people need to realize, like, this is just something the Steelers do, like, very often. They had A.B., they brought in um, Deontay Johnson. All of a sudden, Deontay Johnson's the one when A.B. kind of leaves, goes and does his thing. They brought in Juju to be a, another complimentary piece. It could be, you know, George Pickens down the line. Like, this is just what they do. When they had Mike Wallace, they drafted A.B., and then Mike Wallace left, and all of a sudden, it was A.B.'s job, right? They had Randall L. They had all these guys, Emmanuel Sanders. They just continue to roll in these players. I wouldn't be shocked 
but it still doesn't quite fit their team needs, so it'd be surprising. But I think at this point, 17 overall, he would get a shot. Would he get it in year one? I don't know, but we know Hell the Steelers' yeah, track record of receivers. Yes. Drafted him in the top 20, he's getting a shot year one. To I hope be, so. He would. I hope so. He'd, he'd, he'd be draft. I don't, this, this probably wouldn't be good for anybody because I don't think Kenny Pickett is good enough to just, I don't think they're going to just throw the ball six, 700 times. I don't know. So not in the, not in the North. Yeah. Well, uh, in the North, sure. But not Pittsburgh. Joe Burrow will, right? Joe Burrow will throw it 650 times. Deshaun Watson's probably going to throw it that much. I don't think they're going to throw it that much with Pickett. So it'd probably be just a dirty situation all the way around. I, where would you draft him? I'd love it for Madden. I would hate it for fantasy and, and you know what I mean? Where would I draft him? Oh, he's a locked and loaded top eight pick in rookie drafts, man. Locked and loaded. So you still, yeah, you're not going to be, you're not going to fear the spot. You're just going to no. say, you know what? I'm locked trusting Pittsburgh in the draft capital. Locked and loaded. Wide receiver two off the board. Wide receiver two in the rookie draft. Yeah, Easy. Locked and loaded. All right. Detroit Lions, Bijan Robinson at 18. Ray, I don't know how to feel, man. It seems really good, but like, come on, Mel. They just signed David Montgomery. They have DeAndre Swift. How in the world does this backfield work with those three players? Like, I, you can say what you want about Montgomery, but he's not bad. He's not Bijan Robinson, but he's not bad. So, if for some reason, Ray, we have Bijan Robinson, David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift on one roster. Would you take Bijan 101 number one? And how does that backfield ultimately play out? I guess it has to be Bijan being the lead, but is it like that from day one? I mean, they paid Montgomery what a decent amount of money, too, right? I believe he has the seventh, I believe he's the seventh highest paid running back in the NFL. And he's like one of three running backs who's gotten 18 plus million dollars guaranteed um, in free agency in like the past seven years. Well, DeAndre Swift's a free agent next year. David Mark and, yep. and Mel said Robinson is a luxury pick, but the Lions don't have many needs. They can afford a luxury selection here. It's one of those things where if Bijan falls and he's BPA, best player available, you just draft him and you say somebody's going to be asked out, and that somebody's probably DeAndre Swift. Like it's probably yep. Swift. It's probably the guy that is not available. Times that Detroit needs them available. This. The, the landing spot itself is phenomenal. This is a great offense yeah. with a very good offensive line. Ben Johnson calling the plays. Say what you want. I don't give a... You, do you think I'm really about to let David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift scare me off of Bijan Robinson? Hell no. Hell so no. still locked in one-on-one. I mean, he's... I'm not going to... I don't care. Like, he's, he's up there, right? Like, if you want to yeah. make the case... I think that in, in any league, you can make a case for a quarterback to go one. You can. Uh, you sure. really can. In super flex, you can make the case. Is that the the prevailing, overwhelming thought or strategy that most Dynasty gamers will, will deploy? No. But you can make the case for in super flex, know your league, scoring, all of that, for a quarterback to go one-on-one. You can make that case, especially if – one of the freak if a rich gets if he lands in Seattle or if he yeah. lands in Indianapolis or whatever, but most most times it's going to be Bijan and I'm not a, about to let freaking DeAndre Swift or David Montgomery scare me off of this spot. So yeah, Bijan would still be a locked and loaded top pick regardless. So uh, you know the rich just get richer. This is a luxury pick for Detroit. Yep. There you go. So uh, let's see, let's see how it plays out. Let's scroll down. A little bit more and stop right here at the L.A. Chargers. Jay, who select? Jordan Addison. I kind of like it, Ray. I kind of like it. I mean, it's hand-in-glove fit probably for Keenan Allen replacement. Um, he'd be playing with Justin Herbert. I think the question is, is that how much higher would he go, right? Like we talked about Zay Flowers. Could he be ahead of Zay Flowers? I doubt it in most communities because so uh, many people are high yes on Zay. Could. Yes, he could. You think so? Yes, eh? he could. Okay. I think there are people, if Jordan Addison goes to the Chargers, I think he. I think in leagues, I would not be shocked. And I think we would see him come off the board as wide receiver one, Jay. Yes, Ooh. I do. I think we would. I think I, I'm not saying that that will be, but people will be like, he's the new Keenan Allen with Justin Herbert and Houston is still kind of, I don't know. And Stroud, I don't know. 
yeah, I think there's a world in which we'd see Jordan Addison taking above Zay Flowers and in certain leagues taking above Jackson Smith and Jigba. I wouldn't do that personally, but I do think that this landing spot, along with Kansas City, along with Buffalo to a degree, are those spots that people want to see wide receivers go to. That people Absolutely. want they want to see wide receivers go to the Chargers. They want to see wide receivers go to Kansas City. Could he? Yes, I think so. I think people would definitely, definitely prefer him to Zay Flowers in Pittsburgh. I, I don't think that's even a question, Jay. I think people would prefer this to than than Zay Flowers to Pittsburgh. Yeah, and it's an indictment really on Kenny Pickett, right? And and as well the weapons around him. But yeah, to your point, Chargers get Addison, Justin Herbert. You know, the oh, offense, oh. it's just people would just go, oh, Justin Herbert, finally, more Lee, weapons. Keeping the LA, Give me keep, all the weapons. Keep yeah. him in L.A., right? Keep oh, him yeah. in L.A. Keep yeah. him in L.A., for yeah. sure. People yeah. would, And I get it. I get it for sure. It's just, it's funny because the Addison ups and downs are, you know, if, if Hyatt goes to the Chargers, if Addison oh, goes yeah. to the Chargers, oh. all of a sudden we're Quinn back Johnson. in. It's like, yes. yeah. yeah, just when he thought I was out, they pulled me back in with pull that Chargers landing spot. Pull me back in. Ravens have not uh, re-signed uh, Marcus Peters yet, so they take Deontay Banks, who's phenomenal, out of Maryland. Uh, Manuel Forbes is really good for Minnesota as well. Giants go defensive back because they need it. And yeah. at 26, I will keep saying it, if he's on the board for Dallas at 26, you might as well sign us up because we're going to take him, and I'm fine with it. Dallas Cowboys select Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame at 26. Dalton Schultz is gone. We like uh, Jake Ferguson and maybe what he could become, but Jake Ferguson yep. doesn't stop you from taking Michael Mayer. The, he, he just he feels just like Jason Witten. He feels just like Jason Witten. Dallas wants a tight end that can play all three downs, and this is what Michael Mayer can do. He's a phenomenal run blocker. If you need him to go out, run the seam routes, he can split out wide. This would be a Dallas pick. And I think from day one, he would probably be Dak Prescott's number two, number three trusted passing option in that offense. I mean, this would be a hand-in-glove fit in Dallas. It would be good for fantasy. It would be good for the real NFL. Dallas, I think we they're, they're, they address some, some glaring needs that we yeah. needed to address in free agency. A wide receiver opposite CeeDee Lamb, they got Brandon Cooks. A cornerback opposite of Trayvon Diggs, we got Stephon Gilmore. Maybe they can stand to go with a defensive tackle. Kalijah Cansey, maybe at 26, but Michael Mayer makes a ton of sense. Jake Ferguson isn't ready to assume that three-down tight end role. Not yet, still needs to get a little bit stronger. Mayer steps in. He's Dallas's tight end one from the rip. So I like the fit, like the pick. Good for real NFL, good for fantasy. I like Michael Mayer to Dallas at 26. We scroll down. Cincinnati passes on tight end. They pass on all of this stuff. Then we get a trade. Kaliza Cansey comes off the board to New Orleans. And the Seahawks trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. They move back into round one. Philadelphia, as Howie Roseman does, accumulate assets and manipulate the draft in a phenomenal way. The Seahawks trade up to take Hendon Hooker, quarterback out of Tennessee, here at the back of the first round. And we see this every year where teams trade back up into the first round to get that fifth-year option on the quarterback. Hendon Hooker to Seattle, Jay. It, it, doesn't he just feel like Geno Smith? What a, what a quarterback to compliment the he quarterback does. that they He feels like a Geno Smith kind of guy. Geno Smith played in a spread. And a lot of y'all watching this show, you don't remember uh, the West Virginia days from back in the past. <laughs> but that was a fun team. Geno Smith was throwing the ball to one Tavon Austin back in the day. So ah. it's been a while. It's been a while, but it was a an air raid, spread and shred type scheme. And it took Geno about 10 years to figure it out, but he got it figured out. Now he's in Seattle, and he's already come out to say that he would be fine mentoring a young quarterback. He's essentially on a one-year deal in Seattle. This makes so much sense for Seattle. It almost makes more sense than them taking a Rich or Will Levis at five, right? You get Jalen yeah. Carter, who is one of the best talents in this draft at, at number five. And then at 30, you get a guy that there's no pressure, Jay, to play him day one because he's recovering from the ACL tear. You've got J This is a perfect sit, bake. Hendon Hooker can compete for the job in 2024. What a great spot for Hendon Hooker, a great spot for 
the Seattle Seahawks to select a quarterback of the future potentially. And by all accounts, Hendon Hooker's not making it out of the first, Jay. I, I think this is probably one of the better fits that we've seen in this mock. I love it. I, and I'm not even a big hooker guy, but I love the fit. I love what Seattle did in this mock, and it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, Ray, I think you hit all the points, right? You talked about Geno Smith and his ability to mentor a young quarterback because he's been through the ups and downs of the NFL. And, and I think you adding your insight about Geno coming from a spread and shred offense in college to where he can help hooker adapt as well and learn to play the NFL game and into that system. And this is honestly one of my favorite QB fits in the draft. If, if Seattle can take a quarterback, they retool their offensive line. Now it's good. They have the running game. They have the weapons. They have a great defense. There's a lot of reasons to like a quarterback going to Seattle. And if this is the route they chose to go, I think it's a great fit. And getting that extra year for Hooker is great as well because he may need a year to sit and then you still have four years of Hendon Hooker on the Seattle Seahawks at a pretty modest price. And again, for me, I just think, you know, I talked about top 10 is probably about where I'd peg him if he was a first round pick. And I don't know if he goes much higher than this because realistically, he probably won't. But if that's, this was to happen, I think it's a slam dunk fit and top 10 is probably where I'd be willing to take him in Superflex rookie drafts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay. All right. And that rounds out round one. And a lot of people are saying top 10. Yes. Top 10, top 10. Now, Mel gave us two rounds, Jay. And you know we like looking at mocks that are deeper than one round. So let's hit round two. And uh, let's see what we get for fantasy purposes. And right here at the top of the second round, the Arizona Cardinals select Quentin Johnson, wide receiver out of TCU. They are going to move on from DeAndre Hopkins. It feels like that. Uh, this is a team that, Jay, I, I legitimately don't know who's playing quarterback right now for Arizona. No clue. Is it David I, Blau? Colt McCoy? Colt McCoy I, I, probably, assuming he's still there. <sighs> The, the, the Arizona Cardinals are just they are going they are going nowhere fast nowhere fast um Quinn Johnson to Arizona I mean he would have every opportunity to be oh, to yeah. be the one or two I mean you still got Hollywood there still got Rondell there yada 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 whatever uh, Greg Dorch you know there's opportunity in Arizona it may not be good opportunity but there's opportunity in Arizona for Quentin Johnston to sort of in a low-pressure environment, grow, yeah. learn. Uh, I don't think there'd be, be much expectation at all with him, right? Yeah, I mean, this team is scheduled to be god-awful, right? They're not looking like they have any trajectory at all. They're one of the top teams to have the first overall pick in 2024. Um, I think it's interesting because we've kind of seen this happen before, where we fade a guy because of the landing spot and, you know, he may end up being a value down the line because he's just so cheap. And then, you know, next year, Carla comes back, all of a sudden he has a competent quarterback and they look decent. Or like you've talked about, they get Caleb Williams and we're like, oh my God, now we need to have Hollywood, Quinn Johnson, Trey McBride. Um, there will be value to be had in the Cardinals. The question is though, is that is, do we believe Quinn Johnson's that guy? And that's where I think we both struggle with because who do they bring in? You know, Patrick's saying Matt Ryan or Wentz. I'm oh. definitely a little surprised that Wentz is still out there because for whatever reason, the NFL always finds a way to get Wentz on a roster. But he's sitting at home. Matt Ryan's sitting at home because he's old. But if QJ did go here, draft capital is fine. You know, we hope for first round, early second round, whatever, not too different there. But the fit is okay. Like you mentioned, the target should be there. So at least he would have a chance to show us whether he's good or not. And then we can make the decision. Do you want to hold and continue to ride this out when Kyler comes back or whatever quarterback is there? Or do we want to move that asset for something else? Yeah. Um, oh, man, I just don't know who's playing quarterback. Very, very rough. Indy Cole get, McCoy or David Blau. Man, Indy getting right Brian now. Branch. I freaking love that. All right, Crazy. here we go. Philadelphia. There it is. Jameer Gibbs off of the board. Top 40 pick to the Philadelphia Eagles in the second round. Seems appropriate. Jay, Gibbs and Philly. Love it, hate it, it's okay. I I think it sounds great sounds until great. 
he's not the goal linebacker and he doesn't catch passes because that doesn't happen in Philly, right? We, we talk about Rashad Penny and what, what he could be in Philly, and part of that is because of how great of a runner he is, which is really where I think a lot of the success will come from in Philly. And so if Gibbs is a great runner, that's great, and he can you know break big plays and all this stuff, but if he doesn't get red zone work, which with 225-pound Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, who's had that role in the past on the roster, I'd be curious how this shakes out. I don't know how great it would be for Gibbs. I would be fearful that he would still be drafted very high because of the landing spot and the draft capital is still great, but I don't know if he would ever assume this 60% role that we want out of a Jameer Gibbs in Philly. Yeah, sounds good. I don't know. I mean, still want him, still got to take the shot, but we're just trying to talk more team fit. And I, I think one of the things that we have to to adjust our thinking from is these guys coming into an NFL situation and taking over a backfield. They take it over. They get all yeah. the work. Jameer Gibbs is going to come into Philly in day one. He's going to be one of the 13 running backs in the NFL that got 60% of the snaps last year. I, like the, it just He doesn't profile like that, Jay. He does not profile as a guy that's going to walk in from day one and be on the field 60% of the time. Now, he profiles like a high-end 40%er, which would be awesome, right? Because, I mean, you you get Jameer Gibbs in a role where he doesn't have to pound in between the tackles and they're giving yep. him eight, nine targets a game and he's getting his... It's just a muddy freaking backfield, man. It's Penny, it's Boston Scott, it's Gainwell, it's and Gibbs. Gainwell, right? And the biggest X factor of them all, it's Jalen Hurts. So... Mm-hmm. I think it's funny. He reminds me of like a souped up Kenneth Gainwell, right? If you took Kenneth Gainwell and you made him way faster and a better pass catcher and better yep. at breaking tackles, yep. all I think of, that's how you get yep. Gibbs. But the problem is, is that role is like 10 touches a game and that's it. And we just don't really want that for <coughs> fantasy. It could be really good, but it also could be just not what we want. And the expectation is much higher and the draft capital is too high to really warrant the potential return on a Jameer Gibbs in Philly. Osiris Torrance to uh, the Raiders, like it a lot. Uh, we scroll down. We got Darnell Washington to the New Orleans Saints, Jay. Darnell Washington to the Saints. Fine. I think this buries Adam Troutman, whatever hope you had for Adam what? Troutman. Goodbye. I, Is there still hope for Adam Troutman? I'm no just, way. Some, some people are still pumping him up, Jay. I'm just I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, they've yeah. got Jawan Johnson, Darnell Washington, Derek Carr, I like it. I like it. So it's fine. Oh, yeah. I think it's a great fit, right? The Saints love to have those. They, I mean, they love to fortify their offensive line, and they'd ba- basically be doing that with this pick because he's a great blocker, right? And so all those things are true. And then I think he could be that kind of Darren Waller type of player, just a massive target over the middle that Carr can throw the ball to. I think it's a great fit for New Orleans. All right. The Jets take Luke Musgrave, which makes this tight end room just murky as hell with Conklin, with Uzama. Yep. It's just murky. Um, you know, Uzama's a good blocker. Con- Conklin is okay in that department. Musgrave is not. So you're hoping that he's just the pass-catching weapon there with Alan Lazard, with uh, Garrett Wilson, with Con- I just, I don't know. Opportunity slim, right? Yeah. It wouldn't be wouldn't be ideal for fantasy. It wouldn't be ideal, especially early, and then you don't even know who the damn quarterback's going to be after year one. I'm like glad you, you brought that up know. because that's part of it is the late development for tight ends, which is very, it happens a lot, but then when that development comes, who is his quarterback? Because we don't expect Rodgers to be there in two to three years when, you know, Musgrave could be this really, really solid tight end. Listen, y'all, everybody's talking about Troutman. I'm just telling y'all, people still have him. People still got hope for Adam Troutman. Not us. Not I, but some people do. All right, let's scroll down. Keely Ringo, what a fall from grace from Keely Ringo. And then we get old, uh, let's see what we have down the board. Here we go. We got a couple of picks right here. So we got the Los Angeles Chargers. Everybody wants them to take a tight end. And they take a tight end that nobody's heard of. Uh, Britton Strange out of Penn State. I I will be honest with you, Jay. Up until like two weeks ago, I had no clue who he was. No clue who he was. He's he's athletic. He's a Penn State tight end. So you just go with that. Um, Yep. You want him or Zach Koontz? Because Zach Koontz, former Penn State tight end, right? Penn State and their athletic tight ends. I mean... 
Would I draft him? Sure. The draft capital is great, right? Um, do I still prefer Sam Laporta? Absolutely, right? I, I just do. It just again, it's Justin Herbert. Where do you draft Justin Herbert's tight end? Probably high. Probably and I think if you high. got if you want to take a shot on him, but the reality is, is it could he just be? I don't want to say Donald Parham because I know that Scott's going to get on me because Donald Parham has a bad RAS score, but. Could he just be Donald Parham? Absolutely, right? And he just gets a couple targets and he's fine, but he's not anything great. It's just, it would probably feel like a wasted pick in the second round, but if you get him in the third, I mean, maybe. I still may prefer other players. And then in the fourth, obviously, you could take a shot at that point. All right, the Detroit Lions continue with their just phenomenal haul in this draft by selecting Tennessee wide receiver Jalen Hyatt at 55. They got Will Anderson, Bijan Robinson, Jack Campbell, who's a freak, and then they grab Jalen Hyatt here. At 55, Jay. Um, an offense. R.I.P. With- Jamison Williams. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. People I'm love Jamison to- Williams. Uh, what, what is this? <sighs> it just feels like such a stupid pick. Like, you already have Jamison Williams. They do the same things. If you believe that Jamison Williams does things better than Jalen Hyatt, I mean, I. You know who, who this plays is, you know that who this is good role? for? You know who this is good for? Jared Amin Goff. Roth. Jared Goff. Oh, yeah. Just just Jared Goff. I mean, you got Goff throwing to Amon Ra, J-Mo, Hyatt, yeah. Bijan, Swift, Monty. Offensive line is good. Ridiculous. Defense is better. Like, just wheels up Jared Goff, top five season. Let's just, just Jared, 40 touchdown passes for Jared Goff. Let's go, Detroit Lions. I mean, I mean Hyatt would play opposite of uh, J-Mo. Amon Ra's the slot. J-Mo yeah. would play oh. the Z. He could play the X, and then it's just bombs away. It's just bombs yeah. away. Play action, could you maybe, that's what they do. Could you maybe run those stacked alignments that they ran oh. in Tennessee with Hyatt and Amon-Ra together, it, or, or it, Hyatt and J-Mo? And, and J-Mo. they wouldn't even have to worry about the release. he just free release off the stacked alignment, and bam, he's just scoring touchdowns left and right. This would be this would be nutty. I mean, I like the fit. I, I like teams loading up on offense. Just throw weapons out there. Make the defense yeah. a stress. You got to deal with J-Mo. Now you got to deal with Hyatt. Oh, we still got yep. Amon Ra. Oh, and then they've got yep. Bijan and Swift. And Ma- It'd be a, this would be as they'd be must see TV every week. Every There's week. There's no be way that's TV. good for anybody but Jared Goff. There's just too many mouths to feed in Detroit. But Jared Goff would just be thriving. He'd be living his oh, best life. And this is a guy who was yards. dead two 40, years ago. Oh yeah, no, Jared Goff stinks. That's why the Rams gave him away. Now Jared Goff is his career is going one way, and all these other players are going the Matthew opposite Stafford's direction. Matthew Stafford's going the other way, yeah. Yeah, Detroit Lions get uh, Jalen Hyatt. I like the pick. All right, Jay, John Michael Schmitz to the Giants. That's a good pick. Help Daniel yep. Jones out. Fortify that offensive line would be good for Saquon Barkley. Here we go. Your boy, the Dallas Cowboys. Here we go. Select Jonathan Mingo at fifty-eight. So. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Mingo, 58 to the Dallas Cowboys. Josh Downs, 59 to the Buffalo Bills. Man, Josh Downs to the Bills is exciting. Mm. That's what they need. They need an electric slot. That is what the they have been looking for. It. They had Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley was great in the role. Could have been more. They had Isaiah McKenzie. He stunk. They got Khalil Shakur, who could be great, could be nothing. But if they did get Josh Downs, he would assume that role. He would take it over. I think he would do very, very well. It's been a 100-target role for Josh Allen from the moment he got into the NFL, Ray. Cole Beasley and that slot role, 100 targets every season. If Josh Downs got that role entirely, he could be a guy who does very, very well in his first year. Mingo to Dallas, that's just the best ideal pick for the show. It, what it becomes for fantasy, I don't know. But for the show, Mingo to Dallas it's just every week I'd be tormenting you. Oh, did you see what Mingo did this week? I, I know like you watched Ming- the Cowboys I'm fine game. with Mingo. I don't dislike Mingo. I think Mingo. it'd be a good pick. I just said that's pick. your boy. I just said that's I your boy. Good that's pick. your guy. You love you some Jonathan it's, Mingo. It's a little high, but man, it would be fun. He's got Gallup. He's got CD. He's got Michael Mayer. He's got Dak. Like, there's no reason to, sit, to say that he can't succeed because there's just so many guys pulling coverage away. He could be fine, but again, targets could be limited and opportunity wouldn't be surprised. RIP to Jalen Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert. This would be good. I would love Mingo in Dallas, and and I don't think that he would be thrust into some number three wide receiver role. It would be CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, but you got Mingo as a developmental fourth option. 
I like it. And he could be the yeah. Michael Gallup replacement in 24 and beyond. Josh Downs, the Buffalo. I mean. Great spot. Great. Oh, boy. Oh, man. And people like, who don't know, like, do the research into that slot role. When Josh Allen was bad, still throwing 100 times to the slot every single year of his I mean, career. Think it's about a great Isaiah. role. He was, he was role. We wasting targets on Isaiah McKenzie. Jay? Yep. Come on, yep. man. Khalil Shakir steps in, boom, has great games in that slot role. It's a phenomenal role for any talented player. If Downs go there, he would be a great pick in the second round, and how, I would not what, hesitate to take it How every time. high would he go? Josh Downs picked right here at the end of the second. How high does he go? He could go in the top 10, I think. Wow. I think, you know, it's just, again, we talk about Justin Herbert and what he does for his receivers. I mean, I think you say the same thing about Josh Downs. People haven't been all in on Downs, but the reality is, is that if he goes to Buffalo, Josh Allen is his quarterback, and Gabe Davis could be on the way out, right? Because those those yeah. rumblings are getting a little louder. If Gabe Davis actually being on the way out, so if Downs does go there, assumes that slot role, he would be a great fit. Yeah, if Patrick is saying don't sleep on Deontay Hardy, I agree, but Josh Downs is still an upgrade over that in the slot. All right, best pick of this mock. Are you ready for pants to come off? Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Cincinnati takes Zach Charbonnet at 60. Overall, in the second round, Joe Mixon recharged for uh, menacing or whatever the charge was, recharged in that incident at his home. Mixon, disappointing year last year, lost a step. They got rid of Samaje P. Ryan. Charbonnet to Cincinnati. Talk to me. He's got to be a top eight pick in rookie drafts he has to be they Bro, like to run the ball i think he could go higher he, than that i mean I okay think he could go so higher is than he that. in the js would you put him in the jsn tier because jsn's kind of in his own tier right now we have him in the levis like him and with levis i don't think everyone feels that way but if charbonnet back of the second capital is there you know I, and and ray if we're being honest I would happily take Charbonnet in Cincinnati There's over Jameer Gibbs in Philly. There's the question. Happily. There it is. Finally, we stopped pussyfooting around. Get to the Easy. damn question. Would Not even you close. take Zach Charbonnet over Jameer Gibbs? How? Every we, time. We spent all year talking about how good Gibbs is, the talent. Would you take Charbonnet over Gibbs? That's the question, man. Absolutely. He would walk right into a starting running back role assume the goal line carries can catch passes out of the backfield i just the cincinnati running back landing spot is such a good one and for what it could be with the great running back they continue to give the ball to mixon even though he was awful he got a little better but he was bad last season you give it to charbonnet a much younger fresher back who could potentially show more talent on the field simply because he isn't washed it would be a phenomenal role for any player. And if Charbonnet ends up there, ideal size, has good speed, he would be a great fit. Gibbs is a great player, but in Philly, I just don't love it the way I love Charbonnet in Cincinnati. Do you feel any differently, Ray? You don't seem so sure. Brugler's third know. running back, same ca draft capital projected as Gibbs. It's all there. I don't know, man. Oh, come I don't on, know. Ray. I don't come know. On. I don't know. I I still want to lean Gibbs, man. I mean, the talent, he's everybody's RB2. We've watched the tape. We've seen the film. We saw him operate at Georgia Tech. He comes into Alabama. He does his thing at Bama. He he lands on a great offense, and we're gonna we're gonna flip him for RB3, RB4 because we like to spot a little bit more. I don't know, Jay. I don't know if that's the Here's the thing. This is a great landing spot. In in this scenario... And he can be a 60%er. Yes. He he could be a 60%er. If you didn't listen to Destination Dynasty on Monday, go listen to that. You'll know exactly what we're talking about. He could be a 60%er or close to it. I just... I don't know if I want to get... I don't know if I want to flip-flop him and Gibbs just based on this. I think Gibbs is the better player, Jay. I think he's the more talented Absolutely. player. I think he's more versatile. I truly believe that he could be an Austin Eckler type player in the NFL. But on I, Philly, I, though, is that happening? And I think I, the, just, you, I think we both know the answer is probably not. And at his size, he doesn't profile as a 60 percenter. He has to be an elite pass catcher versus Charbonnet, who in that role doesn't have to be an elite pass catcher and still be great for fantasy. 
It's it, it it there would be people who who flip flop. There would be. There would be. And I, and I'm not yeah. even saying that. That's I'm not gonna say because this is a great as good of an offense as Philly is. This one is just as high octane. Just and, as good. And the quarterback isn't running the ball the way that Jalen Hurts is yep. running the ball. So and they want to utilize a running back in in a traditional running exactly. back fashion, right? Yeah. Is Gibbs sixty percent in Philly? No, he's not, Tim. He never would be. He I don't think he. Be. I don't think he. He doesn't profile as a sixty percent guy. Um, shout out to Levi, man. Appreciate you tapping in, Levi. This would be. A, I, I love the landing spot, Jay. I love it. I think that the more real, uh, another realistic thing is: would people take him over Will Levis? If we're already talking about JSN over Will, would would people take Charbonnet over Will Levis? I think so. I do. I, I think at this point, with these landing spots, you'd put Gibbs, JSN, Charbonnet, Levis kind of all in Man, a tier. And I don't, know if I'm, I don't know if I'm missing anybody here, but those guys would probably all be in one tier. Wow. And we maybe could even see a little addition in that with the last well, pick. Well, let's go with the last pick. And we can't have another. We can't do it without Kansas City going, to, going wide receiver and or running back to just make us get all hot and bothered. They select Marvin Mims Jr., my wide receiver five, in this class with the final pick in the second round. Marvin Mims, the Kansas City wide receiver core that right now just has MBS, Scott Moore, Kadarius Toney. Richie James, Marvin Mims Jr. Now, we all know that Kansas City runs through Travis Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey yep. will be the one, the two, and the third option for the Chiefs. But Marvin Mims, a talent like this, who seems to be rising up a lot of people's boards right now, goes to Kansas City. I think the fantasy community would react in the affirmative. I think people would be very excited about this one. You get Mims in Kansas City. You get Addison in at Los Angeles. You yeah. get uh, who else had a nice fit in this round? Uh who was it? Hyatt Pick, went to Detroit, right? Hyatt went to Detroit. Uh, Josh Downs to Buffalo. I mean, this yep. would be, this would be, I, I mean, what do you do? What do you do with Marvin Mims in Kansas City? I don't know, Ray. This is this one's really tough for me because you know, like we can talk all we want about Downs going up to the Bills and and you know Addison going up because he's on the Chargers. There's not a larger rocket ship. Than the one Kansas, the Kansas City. City, it does Chiefs. not exist. And I'm it does not exist. If it and shouldn't for exist, everything though. we need to stop this shit. But man. it does exist. It doesn't. There's at, at this Patrick point, Jay, Mahomes, man. Jay, it just Jay. At this insane. point, we've been doing this since 2020. At what point do we just say, you know what? Maybe this landing spot is not as good as we think it is. We keep doing this every. Damn. It's never going to happen, Moore, though. Clyde Edwards Lair. I mean, we're talking ourselves into J Jay. We pr Patrick Mahomes is just, he's a point. He's going to distribute to any and everybody. There is no one. Yeah. Like, unless you're Tyreek Hill. Like, I, yeah. I just, when are we going to, we got to stop this, man. We got to stop this. Which is where it's difficult to value him and be like, yeah, take him. Because he may see 600 yards every season of his career in Kansas City and that would be a good season because be great for this Kansas guy's City. got yeah this guy's got 700 he's got a couple spike weeks because he'll have some big touchdowns of course right he's a big play threat but usability in lineup leagues it's kind of like well he could have some good weeks and he gets some stinkers because we don't really like to actually start Kansas City wide receivers in fantasy in those lineup leagues because there isn't a clear guy when Tyreek Hill left, we're like, well, maybe it's Juju. Juju had his weeks, but he's also a shorter guy, area guy that can get some PPR stuff. If Mims is going to be that deeper threat, filling in for MVS or assuming that role, it could be few and far between as far as the good weeks and the spike weeks go. I love Mahomes, but it is so difficult to figure out if there is a guy there and who it's going to be. And to your point, he just spreads the ball around to where Mims... If he's a first-round pick in rookie drafts, I'm probably going to be like, I don't know about that. And no, just, you can't you know, take him low exposure. Round. But you people would because it's Kansas City. You can't take people him would take round. him over Downs. People would take him over Hyatt. People might even take him over QJ, right? Because they're not going to like the Arizona landing spot, and they're going to love Kansas City. So it's just you know, Justin Ross. <laughs> yeah, Justin Ross hype only Chris, exists because of Mahomes. Chris said it right here. Kansas City has become to wide receiver what Philly has become the running back. Like I just, I think so. We keep so. doing this, man. Like, I like the landing spot for him. Good spot. You got a great quarterback. For fantasy, I got to see it to believe Woof. it. I don't think I'm going to be the one to dive in, dive off of the first-round pick uh, train. 
And I do no, think you're you right. I think people would take Mims, Downs, over Quentin Johnson, who is literally drafted the third pick off the board in the second round. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say that's right or wrong. All I'll say is Scott Connor has pulled some data that if you're not a top 40 pick at wide receiver, top 40, not 63, yeah. not 59, not 52, top 40 wide receiver, it doesn't look good long term. Yeah. Now, we yeah. can all – the fact that we can pinpoint the ones that were drafted after that, oh, Aminrod, Deontay Johnson, that, that probably tells you that if you just look back at the, the last couple of drafts of wide receivers that have gone after pick 40 – the hit rate on those guys, it just does not look good. So yeah. I'm just here to say— And this say, is a recent trend, right, in the last few years? Trend. Recent yeah. trend. I love Marvin Mims. I love the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't love Marvin Mims and the Kansas City Chiefs together for fantasy. For real exactly. football, probably good. Fantasy, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool, can't get fooled again. Can't not get getting, fooled again. Not getting fooled again with Marvin Mims or TCU wide receiver. All right, Jay, that is the mock from Mel Kuyper. Go check out his whole thing. Uh, if you pay, go pay for it, right? Go uh, sign up for the damn subscription for ESPN+. Promo Plus. code WAKEUP. Pro- yeah, put, put promo code WAKEUP in and see see how far that gets you over on ESPN. Jay, it was a good mock. I, I liked it. I thought there were some good landing really spots. I really liked it, yeah. Some good, some good conversations with some players. Uh, thank you, Adam. Adam said, great episode. Fellas, uh, Jay, what do we have on tap? So tomorrow night I will be doing an underdog Best Ball Super Flex draft live on the channel. So tap in with us there right after that. We'll have our, or right after that, we'll do our patron AMA over in our Discord community. If you want to join, patreon.com forward slash all gas. We've got podcasts coming out every single day. Newsletter yep. on Friday. I am going to Vegas this weekend, Jay. We're going to see the Usher concert in Vegas. So oh, wife and I are going. Where, which, uh, which club is it at? Uh, the hell if I know. Uh, wife did all of that. <laughs> wife did That's all sick. of I that. I didn't know you were going to the. I know you're going to Vegas. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, you were going to yeah. see Usher though. That'll yeah, be we're fun. To, we're going to the Usher concert. So nice. what that means is I don't get back until Monday morning. So we are going to record a show and premiere it on Monday. Yes. So you can still wake up with us on Monday. We'll probably do some fun stuff in that show. But I will not be here live. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled program on Wednesday. But uh, Jay, anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here? Uh, if you are a resident of the Vegas area, I highly suggest you to go and get tickets to go see Usher. And maybe, if you're very lucky, you can go and meet Ray GQ. That would be fun. Uh, probably not as fun <laughs> as you think. But, yeah, we'll be there. Uh, we appreciate everybody tapping in yes, to sir. the show, supporting us every single freaking week. The draft is here. We're here, y'all. We got, what, next week? Oh, it's so next fun. week, and then it's the draft, right? Next week? Yep. And then after yep. next week is the draft. So, uh, yep. draft string over here on Destination Debbie. We'll have the whole squad on for the draft so y'all know what it's happening to for that. But we appreciate y'all being here. Use the promo code Wake yes, Up every. Just use it everywhere. Just anywhere you everywhere. go. Just use promo code Wake Up. You never know who we're partnering with. We appreciate y'all tapping in. We love y'all. We out of this thing. See you on Wednesday. We out. Peace. Before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Debbie. Really appreciate every single view that we get. And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel. And if you can, comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me in the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Now, if your money's a little funny, we do have free content for you. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter. There's a link in the description of this video below. And subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast radio feed, where we got all types of shows hitting airwaves every single week. Now y'all can get out of here. I appreciate y'all tapping in. It's All Gas all the time. I love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace. Peace.